0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Near Death Dolls. I'm Lisa,
1: and I'm Paige,
0: and we are hosties with the mosties.
1: Well, talking about ghosties
0: and other despicable
1: shit. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, calm yourself, Daffy Duck. <laughs> that was a pretty good Daffy Duck impression. Oh, thank you, Lisa will be telling us all about the dickish, dastardly deeds of Robert Courtney. Mm
0: -hmm. All alliteration aside, let's begin with a drink. (laughs) Paige, what boozy beverage are you binging?
1: I will be binging some white wine. It's called Vitiano Bianco, which is an Italian white wine. And um, Vitiano is the brand, and I'll tell you right now. It's uh, I found something that describes it for me because I'm not good with wine descriptions. And I'm like, mm, oh, same. it's going to get me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> this is a white. <laughs> it's a white, yes. It's a white in color and in flavor. Uh, <laughs> but here we go. Vitiano Bianco is a white wine from Umbria, Italy. It has a pale yellow color with aromas of citrusy lime, ripe anjou pear, and fragrant herbs. Ooh. with a zesty acidity as the flavor and i agree with that so it's
0: a good description it's good let's it see it oh there it is are you and you're drinking out of a uh mason jar,
1: mason jar. <laughs> that's a classic page for you right there yeah yeah class <laughs> classy
0: page
1: what about you lisa what's your boozy beverage to my binge my boozy
0: beverage to binge is <laughs> a smirnoff ice smash red white and berry blue raspberry cherry and citrus
1: nice nice so you're um i feel like one of our previous episodes you had a a different smirnoff drink but it was similar
0: it was mango peach Mm. anyways i am you cannot see this but i am drinking out of my agent scully mason jar skull mason jar Ooh, this is blue i love a blue drink all right let's see what we think here hot damn that's good
1: Oh, good. Okay, from your face, I couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, very no, blue, good. very pretty. It's, it's,
0: it's very pretty blue, and so I was wondering how they got blue raspberry, cherry, and citrus to like mesh. Because yeah. I was thinking of like a bomb pop, or is that what they call rocket? Pops, rocket or pop bomb things. Pops? Yeah. Yeah. The the ice sickle. What are they, what are those called? I am. I think it's so called a rocket pop. Yeah, like a rocket pop. So it has like the cherry. And then the middle is like white, like uh, citrus, and then the blue raspberry. It tastes like one of those melted in here with alcohol.
1: Sounds amazing. (laughs) I'd get that from an ice cream truck. (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh, yeah. What was your ice cream truck choice? If it came by, what were you getting as a kid?
1: I liked the weird characters with like the gumball eyes. So whichever one they had in stock, like a (laughs) Spider-Man or a Ninja Turtle Mm -hmm. or something, I just thought it was fun to eat the faces.
0: (laughs) I like the the Chippendale one, and it had, like, the the, um, M&M nose, like, the red M&M nose. It was really cute. Um, But I also love a Choco Taco.
1: They had some good stuff, man.
0: I think that's what I need to do with my life. I need to start an ice cream cart truck thing, and I just make, like, gourmet Choco Tacos.
1: I think you should. And you could have a boozy version for over 21. Must see (laughs) ID. (laughs) Must see ID. (laughs) <laughs> okay
0: that sounds good to me mm.
1: people come from miles around to get you get some of your drink
0: i think so apparently this is one of the most um alcoholic states people enjoy alcohol a lot more here
1: in wisconsin specifically that's, okay yeah
0: they, they say wisconsin people like to drink and it's true it's true but they're very nice like i've yet to meet any mean drunks here
1: maybe that's why they they're nice is because they're always drinking But not mean drinkers like you just said. Not like a mean drunk. (laughs) I hope.
0: I hope not either. Okay, Paige. Now that we've had a little fun and kept things a little light, are you ready to hear about Robert Courtney?
1: I think so. I don't know anything about Robert Courtney, so I'm going to say yes.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, um, I did not prepare any Dolly distractions. I feel like this is going to be a hard case without the traditional you'll see you'll see okay
1: okay okay <clears throat> if i need a dolly distraction you'll just have to come up with something on the spot
0: i'll do a little jig
1: okay <laughs> pick boo up and just have her distract me for a second <laughs> yeah i'll
0: show you a boo butt Oh, that's boo my dog butt. in case y'all don't know boo is my corgi and she has a cute little butt little furry butt
1: yeah what do they call a boo butt butt fluff
0: the boo bear baby butt fluff is her nickname <laughs> Yeah. I'll just tell you cute anecdotes about Boo.
1: I might just ask for those anyway, even if I don't need a distraction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, one second. I just wanted to make sure we were still recording. I don't know why I got this weird feeling that the recording stopped. Hey, we're good. We're good. good. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so, to begin this tale, we must start with a nice lunch in Kansas City, Missouri.
1: A lunch? Okay. A, a lunch. luncheon?
0: A lunch, if mm-hmm. you will. Well, luncheon. Uh, Daryl Ashley, an Eli Lilly Pharmaceutical Company Senior Executive Sales Specialist, does what a lot of pharma reps do. They treat doctors and their staff to nice food, tickets to a game, or other little treats that could garner favor with a doctor's office.
1: Or give one of the nurse's kids a job. (laughs) That's what happened to me. I was about jump. to say, and <laughs> Paige,
0: uh, having been a pharmacy tech, is that correct? Uh-huh. Yes. You may you may be able to weigh in on some of the stuff that we talk about here.
1: I'll try. I remember I mean, how to count pills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in this instance, on May 15th, 2001, so 10 years ago. Damn. No, not really no, 10 years not. ago.
1: <laughs> but like I would have believed you. It was like 23 you.
0: years ago, right? It feels like 10 years ago. 10 years um, ago, yeah. Yeah. In 2001, Daryl Ashley, he brought lunch for Dr. Verda Hunter's nurses.
1: Hmm, very nice of him to
0: do. Very nice. So Dr. Hunter is an oncologist specializing in ovarian cancer, and Daryl Ashley was the rep for a chemo drug called Gemsar and Taxol. It's fun names. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they were toted as being a little bit more gentle regarding side effects associated with uh, chemotherapy drugs.
1: That'd be nice because fucking chemo is killer man
0: exactly and dr. hunter's nurses told Daryl they noticed how much more gentle they seem to be Wow like that's very shocking uh, they uh, they said the patients were were not reporting hair loss nausea fatigue as oh. with many other drugs that's nice Daryl was like hmm that's kind of strange but cool good okay uh, out of curiosity, he asked the nurses how much they were using Eli Lilly's chemical drugs or sorry, chemical chemo drugs. They're chemicals, they were, I'm sure because, you, know, <laughs> you they got it drugs. right. Uh, and they're like, Oh, we're using them constantly in Dr. Hunter's practice. Uh, he says, you know, that's odd because our reports show that the amounts of gems are, isn't selling all that well kind of in this area. Where are you getting it from? And they replied that in the building that they worked in where Doctor Dr. Hunter's office was, Is the research medical tower pharmacy where they get their uh, intravenous meds filled? So, when it comes to chemotherapy um, drugs, so apparently a prescription is made for a customer or a customer, a patient, sorry, and the the patient doesn't go get it filled like we would traditionally do with any other medication that has to be basically gotten from a nurse or a doctor, like taken from the pharmacy filled by the pharmacist, taken to back to the uh, doctor's office where it's then administered. So the patient should never touch this medicine themselves. Yeah, yeah this one anything,
1: I do yeah. know a little bit about. I used to work in a warehouse that did, th- are these liquid, I assume? liquid. Yes, they are
0: in IV bags and saline solution mixed by the pharmacist in the bags. And,
1: okay, yeah. yeah, that's what we used to do. In one of my pharmacy tech jobs, we used to mix <clears throat> different, different all kinds of different ones but also we did mm-hmm. some chemo ones and um nutrition bags for people who are in comas and things like that oh
0: that's interesting yeah
1: well <laughs> i didn't laugh. <laughs> Worked there for a year and i was like this is too stressful <laughs> i gotta get out of here
0: i can imagine because yeah. y- you have to be accurate
1: you have to right? be so accurate and we were so busy by the time by um like six months into when I was working there, we got a ton of new customers and the pharmacist stopped checking our work because there weren't enough pharmacists to go around. And I'm like, I can't do this. I need you to tell me I'm doing it right because I'm not good at math. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's very understandable and very responsible of you to be like, if look, if you can't help me here and check my work and make sure everything's done correctly. Because, yes. I mean, you wouldn't want to be responsible for like something going wrong right
1: (laughs) killing someone yeah yeah and that's why we got so many customers because another company had killed 50 people by doing something wrong it was very Mm -hmm. minor but it still killed 50 people and injured 100 people i'm like i'm not going to be responsible for that
0: (laughs) no that's terrifying i would be i would be scared of myself i (laughs) I don't think i could do that so later that day one of the nurses that had lunch with daryl ashley was like, hey, Dr. Hunter, I had a conversation with Daryl, and 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 Dr. Hunter's like, huh, that, that's odd. She told him, you know, he's saying that we're not selling or we're not using a lot in this area, but I feel like we really are. Yeah. So Dr. Hunter calls Daryl Ashley, the rep, and he's like, hey, if you guys are using a lot of GEMSAR, we aren't seeing the sales correlation here. And that could mean a couple of things, but more than likely, either the pharmacist was buying it from an illegal source or oh. there was less than the prescribed dose in the IV bags. And Dr. Hunter didn't have any of the, the gems are on hand, the the bags, um, as prescriptions were filled as needed.
1: Oh, right. I see. So this is a little different than what I did, huh? Because you said as needed. It's well, not like somebody in a warehouse doing a huge batch. No, this would be hospital. very
0: specific to a, a patient. Okay. So like a patient might need a lot more. And that would be specifically filled by the pharmacist to that dosage.
1: So they don't have it on hand to just be like, well, let's test this one.
0: It's not like Mm. just a bag that's just hanging out right there. And it's like in stock, like the grocery store, you know, these are all made to order.
1: Well, that's nice for the patient. Yeah. Specialized.
0: So like I said, Dr. Hunter did not have any of the jumps on hand. Um, But she did happen to have another one of Eli Lilly's drugs called Taxol. Um, she wondered what was really in these bags, so she sent them off for testing. And a month later, she got a huge, devastating shock. Less than 30% of the prescribed drug was in the bags.
1: What? No wonder the patients aren't losing their hair.
0: They're not getting the drug. And like that, all eyes turned towards the owner of Research Medical Tower Pharmacy, Robert Courtney.
1: Here he is. We found him. He's in the story now.
0: He's literally across the hall. (laughs) Not literally, but he's in the same building as the doctor.
1: And he's over here being a shyster.
0: So we're going to talk about Robert Courtney. So Robert Ray Courtney was born in Hayes, Kansas in 1952. His father was a preacher who I believe traveled all over spreading the gospel. He's one of those traveling preachers. Um, I couldn't find out much about his childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, most of what I know, he married and had two daughters. Oh,
1: okay.
0: He divorced his wife in 1990, and I think he had custody of his girls. He had two yeah, two girls.
1: So oh, he, he had full custody.
0: The, I think he had the custody. Um, okay. I didn't say why, because typically it's shared. As long as both parents are decent, it's shared. But it yeah. seemed like he might have had, like, What's it called when you have main custody or primary custody? Full. Full
1: custody. Um, Usually that goes to the mom. If anybody's going to get the full custody, typically.
0: I guess it depends on how good your lawyers are.
1: Yes. Yes. How how good your lawyers are, how bad the other spouse is.
0: Wherever you can (laughs) dig up on them. So I don't know anything really about that. Just that he had custody of his girls. He married again, actually eloping after dating this woman for only like two months.
1: Two months—that is not <laughs> enough for me. I'm like, I don't know you yet.
0: <laughs> Apparently, he knew her from his childhood. So, oh, like, okay. they'd be they, like "I, th- I you think and she was, eloped." Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm married. That would be polygamy, and we don't do that.
1: We go to another country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll find another country. It's fine. Um. So yeah, so he married this this woman he knew from his childhood. Uh, but this wife who in all interviews request requested to remain anonymous not have her name used oh. uh, reported that Robert had some insane mood swings
1: oh poor lady now she's married to the guy
0: it, he demanded that she could never dress casually even in their home she always had to be like dolled up with hair and makeup and clothing like even at home like I can see putting yourself together sure like. This last, uh, I, I said, as soon as I had my birthday, which was recently, I don't know this if you remember that or not, Paige. Uh, <laughs> I
1: Paige knew it, forgot I knew my I birthday. <laughs> Everybody, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the world. I forgot Lisa's birthday. <laughs> you just,
0: you didn't forget it. You just had it on the wrong date.
1: I did. I did. I was late. It was belated in my <laughs> was- birthday wishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyways, I was getting. I was ever since my birthday. I was like, you know what? I've been working from home for a year, and I have not been putting in any effort into making myself look nice during the day, even though not really anyone sees me except for like Teams calls. Like, but I started doing my makeup and trying to get my hair looking nice. And okay, I still wear leggings and hoodies, but it's winter in Wisconsin. So I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay casual, cool, warm. You're whatever. not married
1: to this dickhead. You don't need to be <laughs> on it all the time from head to toe.
0: No. But I, I, I've been putting myself together. Anyways, uh, he even told her to sell her modest car. Uh, I forgot what she had, but like maybe a Kia. I don't know. She had something, a a modest car, uh, something regular, just, just something like anybody would have. Uh, Because if she was gonna be married to him, she would only be allowed to drive a BMW.
1: If he's footing the bill,
0: I'm like, if you're buying, I'm driving. (laughs) I'll take it.
1: He's a pharmacist. He got to be making some kind of money.
0: <laughs> he also said that she needed a job to get a job. Even though he was, he seemed to be pretty well off. Like he he's driving. I forgot a Jag or something. And oh my god, he's like, you need to get a job. Which Jesus. I mean, these days, it you pretty everyone pretty much has to work. It seems yeah. like just the way the world is right now. But back in like the eighties or early nineties, uh, okay, mid nineties. I am assuming here. Not always necessary, so.
1: But also, I was going to say about that, I assume, based on his demanding list of things she has to do now that they're married, that he would also be like, and you can't just work at TJ Maxx or whatever. It's got to be a certain kind of job. I don't know. Probably not listed there, She didn't
0: mention that. No, she didn't mention what kind of job, but just a job. Okay.
1: Um, Could be a McDonald's.
0: Oops right drive drive your BMW over to McDonald's and have everyone look at you crazy
1: put on your cap <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He also said they needed to be careful with money so if they weren't so if they went out to a restaurant she couldn't order anything but he she could pick off his plate.
1: what the fuck no no that's where I draw the line. Sure I'll get a BMW I'll have a job but I cannot order at a restaurant fuck you man. <laughs>
0: Like, it's bad enough when a dude's like, do you just want a salad? Do you, do you, why don't you just get a salad? And right. He's like, no, you can't even have a salad, but you can have my cheesy potatoes or something off my yeah, plate. Yeah, you can
1: take a couple bites off my plate. Uh-uh. No, you can take a couple bites off my plate. How about that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're getting what I want. Yes.
1: Girl. And salads are expensive anyway now. Uh, they are getting
0: expensive. Yes. <laughs> the shit literally grows out of the ground. Come on. Right
1: is rabbit food i'm going to the rabbit farm <laughs> get some for eat free a rabbit <laughs>
0: um, okay Paige. a question for you any guesses yes. how long their marriage lasted
1: oh my god for her sake i really hope it wasn't very long he sounds very demanding and like you you mentioned earlier she said that he had mood swings which is a big no-no for me i don't deal with that shit very well <laughs> like calm down for you. but i would say maybe two years
0: oh Paige. You grossly overestimated. This marriage lasted a week.
1: Thank God for her sake. Jeez,
0: <laughs> she came to her I'm senses so real quick.
1: <laughs> Good for her. She figured that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think they eloped and just yeah, and then she's like, you know what? This is this is enough. It's been we've been hanging out for like two months. We we eloped, and this. I can't do this
1: she must yeah i mean i can kind of see it you get caught up in this romantic like oh sure. i'm known this guy forever we've just mm-hmm. started to get closer yeah let's go let's elope let's go to vegas or whatever you know have mm-hmm. a fun elopement and then you're like oh shit
0: <laughs> what did i do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she t- technically she, she said she left him after five days of marriage and then it was annulled after a few months
1: Oh, good. That's good. So it's like within a short amount of time, you can get it old so much easier. (laughs) Absolutely. Jesus.
0: Uh, But ever the Casanova, Robert married for a third time about two years later, and he made her sign a prenup, which, I mean...
1: That's fine. It's totally fine. It's It's just just, him. Yeah, it's just
0: knowing him. Yes. And and the the dickishness that has already come forth in the story. Yeah. So he and his... Much younger wife. I don't know by how much. That's how the articles described her. Much younger. Much younger. Uh, Her name is Laura. They ended up having twins.
1: Oh shit! So now they have twins.
0: Yes, she has twins with him, and he has his older daughters. I don't know how much older. I couldn't really get down dates. They didn't really talk about the daughters much, or the twins. So.
1: Just the fact that he had them. Yeah, they have a stepmommy, and Mm stepmommy has new babies.
0: So Robert was active in his church and sang in the choir.
1: Pillar of the community. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paige's face. Uh, he thought. Sorry, though he was a part of the com- uh, part of the church, people described him as kind of quiet and reserved. Um, he made generous donations to the church and pledged to donate one million dollars over the span of three years in nineteen ninety nine.
1: Ninety nine, you said.
0: Nineteen ninety nine.
1: Yes. Oh, don't hold your feet. Don't hold your breath for that. That's a lot of fucking money.
0: Yeah. So starting in 1999, he said over the next three years, I will pay what will be the total of about a million dollars.
1: Okay. I mean, all right. Maybe that's why he was penny pinching because he was very charitable gentleman. I just doubt it. That's all. I doubt it.
0: So pharmacists today can make anywhere between, and this is not pharmacy techs. It's the mm-hmm. actual pharmacist who has to go to school. Um, like a lot of school, not just, you know. Not just two years two like years, I did. Yeah. No, Seven years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can make anywhere between 60K up to 160K, just depending on what their role Like, it just depends on what their role is. Um, of course,
1: yeah, it could be easier. It could <clears throat> be harder. Maybe you're just <clears throat> working at Walgreens. Probably yeah. not as much money there.
0: It really just depends on where you're at. So at the time, the average was about, 60k a year, which in, in, uh, adjusted, adjusted for inflation, is about 112k.
1: That's good. That's a good amount. That, that's I'm gonna that's say that. pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad. I literally wrote it down here. That's not bad. <laughs> but uh and that's
1: from lisa in the margin this, yeah that's not, bad. <laughs>
0: not uh, bad but robert was the breadwinner for five people and he's wearing these nice clothes and driving expensive cars yeah, it's and you're not jaguars. saving a ton of money just by having your wife eat off your plate
1: yeah and she has to have a job too yeah but then you <clears> like got to pay for your bmw's and jaguars
0: yeah so maybe there was another way to make money without necessarily spending a lot of money right
1: I have a feeling he figured something out.
0: I believe he did. Yes. Yes, my dear. So we're gonna go back to after the conversation the rep had with the doctor. After lunch. <clears> after,
1: after the luncheon yep. that they had.
0: Doctor Hunter had the taxol tested and found out it was diluted, so she reached out to the FBI to see what they could do. I'm sorry.
1: Sam is brewing coffee? Well, that Can sounds you hear delicious. Them gurgling?
0: Do you, no, but you get, get you some if you need some.
1: No, I don't I don't need any <laughs> It's very gurgly.
0: Oh, I hear nothing, so you're good. Okay. Okay. It might pick up on your mic, but we'll we'll fix that in the end. We'll we'll fix Hopefully that
1: not. in post. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stick. can you please continue? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, she reaches out to the FBI. Uh, the FBI decided to do a little covert operation.
1: They put somebody undercover.
0: Sort of, kind of. You'll see. You'll see. Okay. So they had Dr. Hunter write a few prescriptions for Taxol and Gemzar over the course of, I don't know, a week or so, and had Robert Courtney fill them. The nurse brought them... Like, went to his pharmacy, picked them up physically, took them back as usual, to... As doc- right? Yes, as it's usual. Like. Uh, yep, that's very common. Uh, and took them back to Dr. Hunter's office where they were immediately turned over to the FBI. Like, she walks in the back room, just hands them the bags. They don't sit there for any amount of time. They're literally boom, boom, point A, point B in the hands of an FBI agent. And He FDA. just mixed
1: yeah. them. She just brought them in. Yep. Nobody else has tampered with them.
0: Right. So... So the nurse hands them over. Uh, after they were tested, it came back with even less medicine in them—between 17 to 39 percent on average—of oh, what was prescribed. Oh my goodness!
1: So these patients are like, man, no side effects, but uh, cancer's not going away either.
0: Nope. <clears throat> one of the IV bags tested actually showed less than one percent of the medicine that should have been in there. Are you
1: kidding me? He's just hydrating these patients. He's like, here's At some saline. I feel
0: like salt water. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So in of August shit. of
0: 2021, the FBI came to the research medical tower pharmacy, showed Robert Courtney a search warrant and told him to step outside so they could talk.
1: Oh no, I I wonder what he's thinking. Is he like, they caught me? Or is somebody else doing something wrong? So,
0: there are other people that work in his pharmacy that he's hired, but it's mostly him. But they don't know that yet. So, they take him outside and say, let's talk. They asked him if he was the one who usually would fill the IV bags with the medications, like mix everything up. And he says, yes, almost always. I want to say one of his daughters worked for him. I don't know if she did it in that capacity, like work for him in that capacity. But they did say that I think she was on his payroll. So I'm assuming she did something for him. I don't know what.
1: Admin answering the phone.
0: Could have been that. that. I have no idea. Um, They told him the dosages were heavily diluted. And did he know why that could be? And homeboy was like, mm, nope, no clue.
1: Oh, really? Oh, here's my shock face.
0: <laughs> so the FBI and FDA began digging even more deeply into his business and finances. They came to find out he had been doing this for over a decade and could have affected more than 5,000 cancer patients. Oh,
1: my God. Oh, So like over a decade. They have probably numbers in this hospital of like how many patients are cured from cancer, how many get remission, you know, oh my God. And then it's all skewed because this asshole mm-hmm. is ho- withholding medication.
0: I like how Sam just walked by. You're like, this asshole, and kind of like, this, this so, asshole. No, not Sam, asshole.
1: Sam no, is not an no. asshole. Sam's not an asshole. <laughs> He's a sweet man. It's just funny because he happened to walk here. by. <laughs> right as he walked by i was like this asshole <laughs> sorry sam
0: it's not true it's not true
1: i don't think of you like that
0: <laughs> so, so anyway so um yeah so they take him out he's like yeah i have no idea what that could be like that is shocking oh my god Ooh. so uh, <laughs> so yeah the fbi and fda begin digging into this horrible thing and they you know they came out to find five thousand. Cancer patients have been affected. At least, at least. At least. And okay, get this. So when the story broke on the news, the FBI had a had decided to set up a voicemail system that people could call if they had any questions or concerns or think they might have been a victim or know somebody who was a victim. And the very next day, that voicemail box was completely full with people saying that their loved ones had been patients of Doctor Hunter's who had used Medical Research Tower Pharmacy and had passed. Like. Oh my People gosh. were horrified and terrified and were like, "Oh my gosh, I go to Dr. Hunter or my mom went to Dr Hunter yeah. or somebody I know and loved has passed and they went there,
1: yeah, assuming hoping that this medication and this doctor could help get rid of their cancer or at least make them more comfortable and it's like, oh no, you're just getting fucking saline and <clears throat> getting charged out the butthole, butthole. for it.
0: Yes. So Robert Courtney was arrested, and they offered him a plea deal in exchange for a list of as many people as he remembered that he would have diluted the drugs for.
1: Can I get a boo anecdote? <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Let me put a little marker right here saying this is where we're taking a boo anecdote. Okay, let me think of a good booism. A booism. Kind of, a good booism. Let me think. Oh, man. Why am I blanking on good booisms? So, oh. okay, so uh, it snowed a couple weeks ago here. And we got about like two and a half to three feet in our backyard, like a ton, oh my God. ton of snow. So thank goodness, Boozy, my darling corgi, loves the snow. Like she would spend all flipping day in the snow if she could. Like if I brought her back inside, she would cry and like paw at the door, like I want to go out. And I'm like, I know you don't need a potty. You just want to no. play in the snow.
1: You just want to play in the snow. She's a snow dog.
0: She is a snow dog. So we have. Um, little bunny rabbits that like to come into our yard and i guess boo can smell them like she's seen them she knows where they run in and out of and she she shoves her whole face in the snow because they've kind of like burrowed like under the snow she'll sniff put a little bit of her snoot in pull it out shove her whole head in there and i'm like boo boo you're gonna get a frostbite on your nosy And she pulls her face out and her whole face is just like covered in little frosty bits
1: it's precious oh i'd love to see like her her eyebrows get frost on them
0: yes it's it's (laughs) hilarious
1: i showed sam a video we love dogs me and sam are both dog walkers Mm -hmm. dog sitters whatever I showed Sam the video of Boo that you sent me where she's just fucking, like, enjoying the snow, Mm -hmm. plowing through it, running like a madman. And he's like, I never thought she would be a snow dog.
0: We were so worried about coming up here with the snow. Like, originally we thought we'd have to put, like, a tarp down. Yeah. Like, like, when we know it's going to snow, put a tarp down. And then when it snows and then be able to pull the tarp up so she has, like, a patch of grass.
1: Yeah, like so she doesn't on. have to go through the snow.
0: Right? No, she freaking seeks out the snow earlier last year, or last year after it started melting away. She would seek out the little snow patches to pee on until it had oh. all melted away. She's like, oh, there's some snow. I like. Ah, I like making little snow cones."
1: She writes her name. <laughs> <laughs> snow <with a> P.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard. It's only three letters. It's mostly yes, circles. Yes.
1: She just got to move her booty a little bit as she goes. <laughs>
0: That's right. All right. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to have to get back to this. Otherwise, I could talk about boozy all day.
1: Boozy I mean, there. depending on how bad this gets, I might need another one. So
0: <laughs> I understood. And I ha- I think I have one. So we'll be good. OK, so he's going to take a plea deal.
1: Oh, OK. OK.
0: So he's like, you know, I've been caught. Like, I'm not going to fight. Like, I'm not going to be crazy about this. Let's just go ahead. And if I cooperate, it may not be that bad. And I always feel like the same for me. Like, I'm like, if something happened and I did something bad. I'm just going to cooperate as much as I can. Yes. I mean, I'll get a lawyer and consult them of course. first. But I will I will, you know, let's not make I'll take this Take that, plea deal. Yeah.
1: But I'm surprised. I thought for sure he'd be like, "Oh, I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. I it, it's not me. It's got to be the other person." Like mm-hmm. trying to cast the blame somewhere else and deny, deny, deny. But well, never mind. He I, he dove he's, in he's like yeah. okay yeah you got me
0: he's like I'll take Fair responsibility deal. I did this and I will uh, I will participate in this investigation so he told the prosecutor that he diluted the IV bags of 34 patients and it was and was able to give their names he said he only just started diluting earlier that year
1: and they know that's incorrect 10 years is yeah. a lot different than one year
0: <laughs> so he he never said that he had a real motive to do it he just did it but come on there it was a is for the money.
1: Why else would he do it? There's no other reason. Right. He, <sighs> He's like, I just don't like people. I'm going to let them die from cancer. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. There's no other motive.
0: No. No. He, that's, I think that's the only motive. Um, Gotta be. Because, I mean, like, the less of the drug he had... Less of... Less he had to buy of the drug, and he could make it stretch, right? He could just stretch it by diluting it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like, less money... More money in his pocket.
0: Better for business. Yeah. Okay, so while he's being cooperative with the investigation, the agents were like, let's look at his finances. Like, let's really figure this out. They discovered he has around like $19 million, and they froze his assets there. Just at $19 million. There's more.
1: Definitely There's more. more. There's more. He's making his goddamn wives eat off his plate, mm-hmm. saying we need to tighten the belt. Mm-hmm. and he's got 19 million plus dollars just hanging around just waiting for him so that means
0: looking at that amount of money that means he did not just affect 34 patients and only started earlier that year no because this is mm-hmm. happening in like may june july around this time
1: oh yeah he so said, he's like oh just in january he's, he's only like, like i just kind of started months.
0: earlier this year like nah, no sir Okay, mm-hmm. so here's some math for you If you want to kind of understand um, One order Of 1900 Milligrams of Gemsar had a value of about A thousand dollars Okay, but that's, the that's... sample Tested for that order That Dr. Hunter did um, It only had 24% of the Amount ordered So it was really only worth about 240 bucks Approximately <sighs>
1: So it was like a thousand to two hundred and forty.
0: Mm-hmm. So the difference for that would be about seven hundred and eighty dollars. Um, Thank
1: you, because I was like, I'm not going to be able I did to do math. this math really quick. No, <laughs> I did it for you.
0: Thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, every month, Doctor Hunter's office was ordering about, te- uh, sorry, not ten, a hundred thousand dollars worth of cancer drugs each month from Robert's Pharmacy. So he's making an eighty percent profit.
1: Oh my God. He. He didn't even just skim off the top. He fucking went in deep to take it. It's like, okay, maybe like not, not saying people should do this, but it's like, it makes more sense if you're like, nobody will catch me 10% off the top, you mm-hmm. know, 80% piece of shit.
0: Well, I mean, okay. So I don't really know like how to price out medications and what you, what you keep as profit because you do mark it up to sell it. That, that makes sense. But no, like, t- I don't know. Eighty percent. I is don't know that part either. Yeah, I, I don't
1: was know. gonna be in purchasing at one point, and for some whatever reason, I went and did a different thing to train. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much drugs cost or how much you know. Yeah, so that part of pharmacy I have no idea about, mm-hmm. but I know that drugs are expensive. They like they you said a thousand dollars for.
0: Be. Yeah, a thousand dollars for like this bag, and there's only two hundred and forty dollars worth of actual medication in it. No, so. <laughs> it's awful so he's making eighty thousand dollars a month
1: oh my god which
0: is a little too much i think
1: it is it's a lot it's a lot too much and that's also, like
0: yeah sorry go ahead also what?
1: i was just i was gonna derail a little bit but i kind of want to know because you know there's like placebo effect sure and you know it faith he- there's different ways that people have said that they've gotten rid of cancer and it mm-hmm. could just also go away I don't know I'm not a fucking expert but I wonder of the people who got these very diminished amounts of the medication that they needed to get rid of their cancer how many of them actually did recover I know not a lot because there was a very high number of poor patients that were you know d- people calling in being like my mom died and she was at that hospital mm-hmm. but I'd just be interesting to know because like Oh, I'm getting the medicine. It must be helping. Is there a placebo effect of some kind?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I have a really sad story to tell. And I got this from the Opportunist podcast. So I'm just going very lightly over this episode, like this topic. If you want an in-depth, I think it's like a four or five-parter, the Opportunist, which I think I've mentioned before because I've listened to them about Sherry Schreiner. <gasps> um, the
1: Schreiner, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sherry Schreiner
0: and the Oregon Warriors. I listened. To, that was their very first one amazing they do such i love their podcast because it's so in-depth and i actually like the host's voice like she has a very nice voice and okay so she covered i think this was like the second season of the opportunist but they talked to somebody in the opportunist and this guy was like yeah my my mom was a patient of dr hunter and got her medications from from robert courtney and my mom like growing up her hair was her crowning jewel like she loved her hair he's like she had a standing appointment every week to get her hair done and when Mm. we found out she had cancer she was so upset about losing like going to be losing her hair so when she and it doesn't
1: grow back right it does not grow the whole thing right
0: it's yeah So when she started getting her chemotherapy and nothing was happening to her hair, she was thrilled. She's like, I'm going to heal. She's like, look at me, I look great, I look amazing. And during this time that it's being discovered, they're like, ma'am, like you have not been getting the medication that you were supposed to be getting. And once they're like, let's go ahead and correct that. Like they started actually getting it filled correctly. She started losing her hair is that not the most like one of the saddest things ever like she had all these high hopes and then she yeah. finds out she's not even being healed or no trying to be healed you know what i mean
1: right yeah she had her her faith put into this doctor and mm-hmm. this pharmacist not not even necessarily thinking about it it's just yeah. like you go to the hospital and you assume that you're getting treated and she was like, oh, yes, I get to keep my hair. I'm still mm-hmm. looking good. This must be working really well, but not giving me the bad side effects. This is wonderful. And then comes crashing down. I mean, it's bad enough to know that you have cancer and need chemotherapy. But then to add a layer on top of this piece of shit hasn't even been giving you the medicine you thought you were getting. No. And now you're getting the medicine and now you're getting the bad side effects you thought you could get around.
0: Right. No, I know. it. it that made me so sad. Um, and I, I, I'm sorry, I cannot remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure she ended up passing because they just didn't uh, get it in time.
1: Yeah, right? Because who knows how long? It could take forever mm-hmm. to be giving getting those treatments. Mm-hmm. Who knows how long she'd just been sitting there getting saline. Exactly. How about a boo fact? <laughs> Do you need a boo fact?
0: Gosh. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a quick little boo anecdote, real quick. So... With the snow. Just because she's so precious in the snow. She's so funny. She um, is so precious
1: in the snow.
0: So last year, I bought her this toy. It's a ball. It's like a rubbery ball. But it has, like, little... I don't know. What, what's the six-sided... Uh, Sextagon? No. Hexagon? Hex is six, Baby? right? I don't know. Anyways, mm-hmm. it basically has all these, like, holes in it. So it, it doesn't hold any kind of liquid or anything. But I got it for her because I thought she, she likes like pulling things out of things like if you were so to you put, thought
1: like you could stuff some yeah, stuff inside it? i thought it.
0: i would stuff things in these little holes and she'd like she loves socks so she'd love to pull socks out um so i got her this thing and the first day i got it i'm like oh she's gonna love this and so kyle took it and he kind of like rolled it towards her and she's very she's a scaredy dog Okay, She rolled it towards her and I think it like hit her in the snoot a little bit. and she fl- flipped out inside. She does not like this toy one bit. She literally would not come in the room if it was out, okay. Aww. So Aww. fast forward a year or two now, and I had put it in the backyard to see if she'd ever want to play with it. She doesn't. And it got snowed on. And it got covered so while we were outside playing in the snow the other day she finds it and starts digging it out and i'm like what is she digging at and she starts pulling on it and i'm like oh my god like she, she she's terrified of this ball so i can help her pull it out of the snow and she takes it and starts running with it like ah, i got my toy i got my toy i got i'm like give me that toy and i like chase her with it and she she was just running around with it and i'd throw it and she'd chase it and it was just so cute i know you guys don't really care but i would Page knows boo, so it's extra cute. But I just love that, that she was no longer scared of this toy, now that she dug it out of the snow.
1: Yeah, her friend the snow gave her a new toy. <laughs> <It> <laughs> like, oh my god, look what I found!
0: <laughs> yeah. So, That's adorable,
1: Lisa. Your toy worked out
0: in it, the end. In the end, it did, so we'll have to play with it some more when we go outside.
1: Yeah. I want to know from any listeners who might also have experience with corgis, are they typically in love with snow like Boo is or is Boo an outlier?
0: Yeah, I would like to know that, too. So let us know. I'm sure when we when this episode comes out, I'll put out um, our Instagram post. You can just comment on Instagram.
1: Please. And I maybe would I'll, love to hear some corgi stories. I don't care what it's about. Just tell me. <laughs> and maybe I'll post a video like of Boo snow.
0: playing in the snow. I think I actually have a video of her playing with that toy. So that'd be cute.
1: There you go. That'd be per. Oh, I'd love to see that, Lisa. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Up on our Instagram, I mean, but on also Instagram. I would love to see it. I will send
0: it to you personally as well. That's the perks Thank of you. being a part of Near Death Dolls, the podcast. Just the two of us. Just, Just the two,
1: the of, two us. of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to get back into this, otherwise it's going to be like a three-hour-long episode. Right, there's not, there's not that much more. Okay, so um, like I said, on the Opportunist podcast, they had one of the FBI agents whose name is Melissa Osborne, who actually was a retired pharmacist. She like retired from being a pharmacist and she decided like, oh, there's, I've always wanted to work for the FBI and they're, I don't know, this crime unit or whatever. And she got the job. So she actually has all the knowledge of a pharmacist. So she knew kind of like what to be looking for when investigating Robert Courtney.
1: That is a good insight to have in this particular case.
0: Absolutely. She said Robert was pretty chill speaking very matter-of-factly like this wasn't a big deal that he withheld possibly life-saving medication he was just like very (laughs) like "Mm, yeah i did that Mm -hmm. yeah no i gave him this or blah 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 whatever right
1: yeah b he doesn't give a shit
0: yeah so she said the only time he ever got upset is when she mentioned that hey your your mom had cancer right did you dilute her IV bags too? And apparently he like blew up and was so mad that she would ever suggest, hint, think that he could be so evil as to hurt his own mother by with withholding medication.
1: Oh my God! He's Is like, that not ten years up? of patience? No big deal. No yeah. big deal. My mother! How dare you, madam? How dare
0: you? I absolutely like can. How about everybody else's mother that was affected by your stupid, greedy-ass actions, right? Exactly, exactly.
1: And all the mothers whose child was in there, it's like, just because... Oh, God, yeah. that's awful.
0: So, because he took a plea deal, uh, Robert Courtney was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Damn. Um, in that time, Good. listen to this. Can we hear some karma? Yes. In that time, he himself got cancer.
1: Aw. Good for him. <laughs> he got his comeuppance.
0: Um, I'm, I'm like, wouldn't it be like the most righteous karma if they just gave him saline in a bag and said that, here's your treatment. Here. Yep. Hope you get Less better. Less than 1% of the
1: medication.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's medication in here. And guess how, many, how much percentage of medication is in here? Let's see where you end up. In hell. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I love that karma punishment. That's a good idea. Let's implement that into the actual criminal justice system. <laughs> you don't get what you, you, you think, put out. Thank you.
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Every time, like, I always remember, like, growing up, every time, like, something crazy that happened where someone was, like, pure evil like, came on the news. My dad was like, you know what? You just take them out back and shoot them. Like, yeah, these people don't need to yeah. exist anymore. There's save no money.
1: Reason. Yeah, save money. Because you're not leaving them on death row for 20 years too uh, it's easier it's quicker painless because a lethal injection is actually very painful and like they don't do it right ever Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah just quick quick get it over with
0: did you see that thing i sent you about the there was a new way that they're killing people and on death row or they started
1: Yeah, yeah it's like a what is it it's like gas was it nitrous oxide
0: or something like that? It was uh, something. Yes, with, it was I think some you're right. Yes, yeah, some kind of yep. laughing gas. Not laughing gas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? No, just to go out laughing. <laughs> just kidding.
1: Yeah. Never. I'm wake sorry, up. If my tongue okay, was blue down when I went that. that.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, um, let's get back. Okay, so yeah, it would be great if they gave him some caramel like that. But um, yeah. at one point, after he's already been. Uh, Sent to prison. He asked for a day pass out of prison so he could attend his daughter's wedding and give her away. And he the answer was, is no. Yeah, the Fuck answer you. was no. They're like, oh, no, sorry, Bob, no. This <laughs> yeah. is not happening.
1: You can't just be in prison and be like, can I get a day off? <laughs> no. I really that's not need how it, it works. I need to take a mental
0: health day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> I just
0: need some PTO. <laughs> Jeez. No. Um... So yeah, it was a night. The church that he had donated money to, I think. Okay, so remember I told you he was gonna donate a million dollars to his church over the span of three years. I think he did the first year. He like did the first payment of donation to the church. Well, the church that he had donated to um, ended up giving that money back and to the families of victims. So they're like, yeah, no. Wow. We'll give this back.
1: I am impressed. I'm
0: impressed, too. And you want to hear something even more impressive? Yes. Okay. So I didn't write this down, but I remember it from the Opportunist podcast. Um, So Robert Courtney, he wasn't, like, arrested on the spot. He actually was like, hey, I'm going to turn myself in. Like, you know, I will turn myself in. No problem. You know where I'm at. I I will come turn myself in. So the day that he's going to turn himself in, he apparently takes, like, a satchel. Of money, of cash, cold hard cash, he takes it over to his father, who's alive. His dad's alive, and he gives his dad's money. It's like, hey, stash this somewhere safe. (sighs) His dad takes it over to one of Robert's daughter's houses, and I don't know how he managed it, but he like went up in their attic and like put this in their attic. Like I don't remember how much money cash was there but he had in this yeah satchel i don't know how big the satchel was um but he like went and stashed it in her attic anyways at some point i don't know what point but at some point his daughter robert courtney's daughter i guess goes up in the attic looking for something and finds this bag of money and when she realizes where it came from she turned it over right away. She's like, this is blood money. I'm not taking this. I'm not keeping this in my house. Like, no, this is wrong. No.
1: jeez, and Bless her heart.
0: Bless her heart. Because, I mean, I don't know how much money was there. I, I, they might have said, but I didn't remember. But basically, she's like, mm, no. No. She's like, this is. And she
1: didn't have to do that. I mean, heinous. you know, technically, she could have just used the cash and she didn't know it was there. Uh-huh. She didn't know where it came from. I mean, you could kind of guess where it came from. You would from. think so. You would think you so. probably understand. Yeah, like, oh, my dad's in prison for the <laughs> certain things. Yeah. Probably from him. Good for her for turning it in and not just mm-hmm. being like, well, I'm going to just take a little bit of cash here and there and use it throughout the, you know. The years not, or how no,
0: long. Like, don't don't make a spectacle of myself by spending a lot of money. Yes. but
1: And putting a big deposit mm-hmm. into my bank, but... Mm-hmm. I can just use a little bit here and there. Nobody will know. Mm -hmm. Not a big deal. But good for her for being like, no, I'm not Mm going to be like my dad.
0: She's like, this is blood money. I'm not, I'm not keeping this in my house. I'm not keeping it in any form or fashion. Take it. Yeah. So good for her.
1: Not being like her dad or her grandpa. Because apparently this guy's dad was just like, okay, son.
0: A bag of money. Where you get this money from? Yeah. (laughs) You're being arrested or, you know, whatever. Charged with all kinds of (sighs) shit for the money yeah. here's the bag of money okay sure whatever
1: sure yeah no. i'll go hide it no big deal what
0: yeah <laughs> no <laughs> i mean 100 percent. to be fair i have no idea if he told his dad what was in here he's like hey you know what this is just um a bag i borrowed from my daughter can you just go take it to her house put it in the attic Could be. He, he may not totally have known. i don't know i have no clue yeah the
1: dad you're right the dad might have just been like Oh, okay, no big deal. Didn't even look in the bag. Trusted his son. Shouldn't have. Really <laughs> could have.
0: He did not instill good morals into his son. No. No, it's always the preacher's kids you gotta watch out for.
1: It is the preacher's kids that you gotta watch out for. Mm-hmm. It's like how the preacher's daughter always gets pregnant as a teenager. <laughs> like
0: that, <laughs> Paige. Okay, first of all, that's I was literally thinking that only because I have an uncle who's a preacher, and his my cousin got pregnant. <laughs> At like 15, 16, something like oh that. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it literally happens. what popped in my head.
1: It's not just a Madonna song that I can't remember the name of right Papa now. Papa Don't <laughs> Preach.
0: Is that it? Papa Don't Preach?
1: I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. <laughs>
0: so, so yeah, okay. So, in 2020, not that long ago. No. Four years ago, three years ago. Only, uh, only four. <laughs> He, uh, Robert Courtney was being considered for early release due to the C word.
1: Oh, okay. You okay. know
0: what the C word is, yes. Uh, but his victims' families expressed a lot of outrage at the prospect of him being let go. So, he's actually, yeah. so they, it got denied. They're like, mm, no. So, he's expected to remain in prison until 2026, where he'll be 74 years old.
1: I mean, yes, though. I, you- don't need to release him just because he got cancer. He's, uh,
0: well, no, I think he—he's—I he, think he's a cancer survivor, oh.
1: which I almost
0: like hate saying because he does yeah. not deserve that. No, a bit, not a
1: bit. No, so he does not. I mean, <sighs> if he if he was still dealing with cancer and like going through chemo in prison, I mean, he already did that. But it, that's a good punishment for him. It's like prison. And from what I've heard and what I understand of prison, when you're sick in prison, no matter how good or bad, like if it's just a cold or you have cancer or something like that, like you you don't get to go and like hang out in the hospital. It's still like a real shitty situation. So that's what he deserves.
0: Ag- agreed. From my understanding, it depends on the state and the facility regarding how they treat cancer patients in prison. I think they get treatment. Mm-hmm. I think... If it's not something that the prison itself can handle, they will send them out to a hospital, but they will be under, like, constant supervision by yeah. by an officer yeah. or somebody. Um, and then once done, taken back. I think, I even think that, not that this is real, but I think Orange is the New Black, there was an episode where there was a, a woman who was getting chemotherapy and was taken out to the prison, out of the prison to a hospital. Like I said, I don't know if that's true or not, but...
1: I'm sure it's true in some cases. Yeah, in yeah. Some cases. I'm absolutely sure that some prisons do that. Some prisons might not. Mm-hmm. It's just like it. It. It's a good way for him to kind of get his comeuppance yeah. for this particular case.
0: Okay, so that's pretty much the end of the episode. But I got some final thoughts or some final yes, comments please. that I didn't quite fit into the story earlier. So, um, I read a lot of people were actually hating on the pharmaceutical rep Daryl Ashley. Because Why? they were saying he only inquired about this situation due to making sure he he got his commission, like out of greed. Oh. He was like, "Well, you guys are using a lot of it, but I'm not seeing the commission from a lot of it. So where is it? Like well, this is, oh, you know." And people were like, "He only can't invent the money." But you know what? Let me tell you something. If he hadn't,
1: if he hadn't, no, no one would, one have would know.
0: Him. How how No long, one would know. How long till someone would have figured it out? Who gives a crap? Don't hate on this man. He literally uncovered this whole thing and stopped. Yes. Okay, so I don't, I'm not going to math right now, but. No mathing. No mathing. Robert (laughs) Courtney could have gone on for another 20, 30 years before he decided to retire. He could be doing it right now. He could be doing it right now. Think of how many more people he could have hurt had this guy not just. I'm not seeing the commission here. Like, uh, we really should be seeing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just him. I mean, you know, he was looking for his money, right? A little bit. He was just like, oh, that's interesting that you're using that much of it because I'm not seeing a lot coming through. That's kind of a simple statement for someone whose job this is. Yeah, absolutely. Just to be like, huh, that's interesting. And then they passed it on to the doctor and the doctor's like, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Yeah. If if it hadn't gone up the chain like that, no one would have known what was going on. This probably I was thinking that earlier in the episode that this probably happens a lot and doesn't get caught.
0: Well, I have something else to say about it then. Oh. Okay. And I'm going to say allegedly like five times real quick here because I don't want to be sued. Okay, because I have no lawyer.
1: No. And you don't want to get one.
0: Yeah, no. I don't want to have to even get one. The pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly who probably has way more lawyers than I do, which is oh yeah, 100. They, they probably they do. may allegedly,
1: allegedly let's frame
0: that okay, have known about this three years oh. prior to Daryl Ashley discovering it because records show they did their own investigation and then dropped it after concluding he must be just getting his medicines and medications from a wholesaler outside of their tracking system,
1: allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, allegedly. I have no proof of this. I only saw it
0: in like two or three articles. Okay. Allegedly. Oh my
1: god. Allegedly. This is for entertainment,
0: uh, entertainment purposes only. Okay. Um, Yes,
1: satire. This is all satire. Very hilarious. (laughs) Like
0: a mime. Okay. Yeah. A very sad French mime. Okay. Yeah, with a tear coming down. Mm Let me say, okay. So if you have not seen this yet, uh I think it's called Dopesick on oh, I Hulu. Seen it. Watch it, Paige. It came out a co- I feel like it came out like 2 years ago, maybe or, I don't know, a couple years ago. It has Michael Keaton, he's beautiful. Is it Michael Keaton? I oh my it was god. a documentary. No, it's on do- oh, not. Oh, no. Yeah, 99% sure it's Michael Keaton because I think I remember splooshing a few times. He is my celebrity I was crush. Say. You would know. I would know. He is my <laughs> crush, okay? <laughs> Lifelong. He's wonderful. Beautiful. Okay, anyways. Um, but it's all about the pharmaceutical company. Uh, why am I blanking? Purdue. Oh. Uh. Who, like, dealt in pain drugs. And were like, they were like, this is not addictive at all. And people were getting addicted and dying, getting hooked on <laughs> like, it hardcore. No, 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 no. Um, oxycodone. Addicted oxycontin oxycodone
1: the oxies,
0: the oxies. yes the people yeah watch it it's really good like i i freaking loved it i, I splurged it i binged it you blurged it i blurged <laughs> <laughs> i was i was splooging and binging at the same time because michael keaton is delicious even though he i'm not gonna spoil it okay never mind but um he, he's a beautiful beautiful man jeez
1: I love Michael Keaton. Oh any my God. age. <laughs> yeah. Any age. Blurting. Michael I love Keaton.
0: that. <laughs> I blurge. That needs to go on a shirt. We need to keep a. I'm going to start my shirt company. We have a list
1: right here. Let me just write it down. Can
0: you blurge it for me?
1: I will blurge all night, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, cool. You're writing that down. So, yeah, that, that's the end of my episode. I. So, okay, so I listened to, I think, okay, so I think I heard of this case first on Let's Go to Court podcast because I love them. I think they're 98% wonderful. There's a few things I don't like about them, but that's very minimal. I love their cases. They do such a good job. They're hilarious. Um, But this is one of their earliest episodes. And then I think I found the episode um, from the Opportunist episodes and like i said they do wonderful interviews they get so many great details so if you thought this was interesting please go listen to the opportunists i am not paid by them at all i sure wish i was but um but no they do they do a great job and go listen to the sherry schreiner episode go listen to all their episodes they're so good oh my gosh um i'm sure i had more of a point there but Paige, go ahead and say something do you have final thoughts on this Final thoughts well, what
1: I was thinking about was <clears throat> based on the fact that you got Sh- Sherry Shrine you listened to a Sherry Shriner mm-hmm. episode from them, and now this guy, and they're called The Opportunist. Do they kind of just concentrate on yes uh, con artists? Essentially,
0: Ish. they basically focus on people who take advantage. They uh. have one episode. They're, okay, so th- depending on what's going on with that case, they can make... Like, Sherry Schreiner was, like, an eight or nine part episode. I think this was, like, a four or five part episode. There was... Sometimes they do, like, single episodes. And they did one, which nobody was physically hurt or conned. I mean, they were conned. They weren't physically hurt by anything. It was some guy who found ways of just utilizing the internet and social media to kind of con people. I don't know how – in what way that he, like, financially gained from it. But basically, he, like – he's like, you know what? I'm going to make a fake restaurant online. I'm going to give it some pictures of food and say, like, it's, like, the most high-class, exclusive restaurant. And so he set up a phone number, and people were calling, like, "I, I, I need a reservation. I need a reservation. He's like, I'm sorry. We're all booked. So he created all this buzz around a fake restaurant That didn't exist. And then finally he's like, you know what? They're going to start really wondering, like, where this restaurant is exactly. Because I don't think he, like, clearly posted where it was. So basically, I forgot it was his backyard or someone else's backyard, that there was, like, a shed. And he set up a couple tables. And he's like, okay, we're only taking three reservations today. Like, that's how exclusive this place is. People were literally coming to his, like, backyard. He was cooking, this is some
1: fancy restaurant. He was
0: cooking microwave meals in the shed and bringing them out and serving them to people. And people were like, this is exquisite. Oh, my God. So, that's okay, annoying. I can't remember what the guy's name was. But it was just a funny episode that didn't have a lot of, like, risk in it. There was not a yeah, lot of... Yes. It was just... It was an opportunist. This guy was like, let me create something <laughs> here. Con people. But... Um, but yeah, no, I love. Every time I hear, every time I see an episode is come out by them, amazing. So please, listen to the opportunist.
1: Paige. She's bringing them, like, fucking hungry man <laughs> meals. Yes, yeah.
0: Some, some <laughs> He m- just d- dumps it on a plate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I told Kyle about it. So, okay. My husband, Kyle. He does yes. not like true crime at all. There's very few true crime things that he will ever... Say is interesting. I started telling him about this. He's like, "He's like, you can't tell me about that kind of stuff because that just makes me so angry." And I'm like, "This makes me angry." Oh.
1: Yeah, that's what true crime is for, <laughs> Kyle. You get angry. You feel righteous indignation. <laughs> so you
0: remember the whole like trend that was going on? By the time this comes out, I mean, it would probably have been a couple months ago. But you know the 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 trend where women were asking men how often they think about the Roman Empire. Did you ever see that trend? I think so. They were saying. What's the girl equivalent to the Roman Empire? It's like true crime. They think about, like, who actually killed JonBenet? What really happened?
1: Yes. Jack the Ripper. Uh, How many
0: times a week do you think about true crime cases? And I'm like, well, I have a podcast all the time. I have
1: a podcast about it. All the podcasts I listen to mostly Mm -hmm. are about true crime. Uh, So so it's like mm -hmm. most of the day. It would be... easier to ask how much i don't think about true how often crime are you not thinking about a true crime case um or paranormal i, I include all of that yeah. all of the things we cover in that category even though they're not true crime mm-hmm. it's like i think about that stuff a lot yeah not the roman empire so much
0: way less about that some way less some <laughs> girl online was like i think she's like you know what i think about a lot she's like i think about the salem witch witch trials oh girl like, Once yeah. in a while, I will think about yeah, that I'll just out of the blue. Yeah, we should cover that sometime. That'd be fun.
1: You should cover that sometime.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to cover that. I feel That'd like Paige is awesome. our resident historian, um, but I'm, I may claim that one for myself.
1: No, yeah, I'm not. the. Yeah, I don't claim everything in, from history. That one Maybe. would be very interesting to hear about, though.
0: Okay, that I'll put that on. The list. You already
1: covered a little bit in our i think it was a dolls after dark from patreon um <laughs> we'll be talking about that a little bit later but um i think you covered the oh no it wasn't even a, a dolls after dark it was an urban legend you were talking about the guy who got squished to death
0: <gasps> oh giles Corey, yes from massachusetts yes. yeah yes yeah so okay. you're
1: already sta- you're already on the way I'm you just got to do the rest of it
0: I'm like a stone's throw away no pun intended yeah easy
1: peasy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alrighty Paige do you have any final thoughts about this episode? I'm sorry it was like I said, I, I actually did not cover like the most heartbreakingness of it, like all the personal stories of all the victims and stuff. Only because like I said, the Opportunist podcast really actually got a lot of good interviews with victims and I didn't yeah. want to like just steal all their stories because they worked for them and right. I didn't but
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I understand. I and mean, you just got the you got the point across <clears throat> about this asshole. That's all I got to say. Asshole. Asshole indeed. I had three jobs as a pharmacy tech spanning five years. And every pharmacist I met had an ego for sure. Not always like so terrible that you hated them. I had a lot of cool pharmacists that I loved working with. Like, oh, what what pharmacist on this shift? Oh, good. I I like him. He's funny Uh or she's funny or whatever. Or she's, you know, she's good at her job or whatever. There were some really good ones, but they all had an ego. All of them, they all thought of themselves as like a little bit better. Of course, they made a lot more money than we did, mm-hmm. but they even thought of themselves as better than like the nurses that would call us or the patients or anything like that. And it was—I had one lady pharmacist. She only lasted a month at the place we were working at, but she was on the phone. We—I don't know necessarily in other places. In San Diego, we have a lot of nurses that. Their first language is not English. Okay. It's totally fine. I've never had a problem trying to understand what they're telling me. This lady, she was like a Karen. She was a Karen times 10, a little bit older, middle-aged at the time. And she was rude to everybody, but she was on the phone with a nurse trying to understand what the nurse was saying. And we we could only hear her side of the story. Mm -hmm. But she was saying like, ratches? Ratches. Why are you telling me ratches? Oh, rashes rashes Mm -hmm. like she was trying to teach this poor nurse english the nurse knew english Mm -hmm. it's just that you understand you didn't understand her you didn't have to be that rude about it yeah anyway so i i have my own and i've I've also made out with a few pharmacists
0: (laughs) i think (laughs) i remember a few stories (laughs) 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 Paige. that's hilarious that's freaking hilarious (laughs)
1: <laughs> In my single days, of course, yes. I was not with Sam at the time. No. No. <laughs> but I, I, I am unfortunately not surprised that a pharmacist would do something like this. It's not all of them, obviously, but some of them have such an ego and such a higher opinion of themselves that they'd be like, oh, of course, I'm going to make money off of this and give the patient something that they think will help them but is nothing to them it's no actual medication it, it doesn't surprise me
0: so i really tried to got like get into the mind frame mindset
1: mindset the mind mindset
0: frame? that sounds about right mindset of robert courtney like how, how do you start doing this because i didn't know this but like doctors i guess and pharmacists they take a like a, a vow or a commitment mm. or there, there's something they're supposed to yeah that says that i will like do no harm kind of thing like like a doctor's yeah th- you know what i'm trying to say but there's the, a word there. there's a specific name for yeah, it sorry.
1: i can't remember right now hippocratic
0: like the hippocratic ghost same for a pharmacist but specific specifically for a pharmacist and they the fbi agent that had been a pharmacist she was like he took this vow same as me like do you know do no harm essentially and he yeah. did so i was trying to think okay what, what could be in your mind like you, you know hopefully you're passionate about what you do especially i feel like you have to be in the medical field because you'll get burnout real quick if you ain't oh
1: yeah.
0: even if you are passionate you get burnout but like thinking like you know he's over here working and he's like man i ooh, i did i ran okay i took the drug i had to get it in this iv bag i'm just yep. like i'm just like a smidge short rather than opening a new bag of medication to mix up you know what this is like 95 percent filled that's probably good yeah. enough I'm, I'm cool with that i feel comfortable with that sure well the next time yeah. that it comes around he's like oh man i you know this is this is awful it would be very expensive to open this new bag just for this mm-hmm. one thing i'm sure they're getting enough and after after a while yes. your brain because i can't i cannot imagine just one day he's like you know what <laughs> I'm going to fuck some people up and not give them like yes. So I'm just going to get. You know, no, I think over time you started, small. you started rationalizing it. Like this isn't going to hurt if I'm off by 5%. Who's going to know who's going to know? It's literally going into their yes. arm. It's fine. However they, I'm, yeah. Yeah. So they'll still
1: be getting enough.
0: They'll be getting enough medication. Right.
1: No big deal. Yeah. You're totally right. He probably started off so small and was able to just incrementally increase into the point where he's like, I'll keep all this medication and, you know, keep the rest of the money in my pocket.
0: Or I hate saying this because it's not my thought w- at all. They're going to die anyway. They have cancer. Like, they're probably already terminal. This probably yeah. isn't going to help. If there are, if we already know they're terminal, maybe they came in and talked to him and was like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty bad off. Just Yeah.
1: Maybe he can see their charts. I don't I, know. I don't know what he,
0: information he had access to, but maybe he's like, you know yeah. what, they're going to die anyway. Why waste this beautiful, expensive medication on someone who's going to die anyway?
1: Yeah, you know. And what if they survive? It'll be a miracle, you know. Like that's, they'll be grateful to me. And, yeah,
0: know? yeah. So, I I I cannot understand why anyone would do this. No, Paige. Okay, I think it was like probably two years ago. <laughs> I was in the self checkout line, and I actually had a, quite a bit of things in my cart. Okay, I'm checking mm-hmm. out. Do 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 do. And I, I always keep my purse, like, right in front in that, like, the kid's seat area. and Yeah. And I'll put, like, small things near there, like, anything breakable. Maybe I'll keep kind of towards my purse.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the spaghetti sauce Sh- or whatever. Sure,
0: anything, yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm checking out. I start walking out. I, I get out the first set of doors of the grocery store, and I saw, I picked up my purse, and I'm like, I have enough bags here. I can just carry the bags. I pick up my purse, and I realize I f- didn't scan the bacon. I'm like... <gasps> i just panicked and you was, walked out no i didn't walk you're out. you're already gone no i went back oh, in oh i thought
1: you're already outside No,
0: i, I went so there's like that first set of doors and there's the second set of doors actually it's outside there's like the little area where you get your cards kind of like at walmart i don't know anyways okay you don't know we don't have that here that's got. you go straight <laughs> just outside one
1: set of doors
0: we had two sets okay so i literally went back inside went back to the self-checkout paid for my bacon and then left again
1: i was like you're a good person lisa i
0: felt so i well i was like i'm not about to walk out of here with this bacon i didn't pay for this bacon
1: no i would feel terrible right i would feel so bad lisa i wouldn't be able to do it either i would either like go like set it on a shelf and leave real quick Mm -hmm. or go pay for it
0: well i had to pay for yeah i had to there was no shelves because i was in that second area that only had the shopping carts
1: yeah (laughs) yeah And, and if you left it there, it would just go bad, and that's
0: oh, that, that bad too. I, I am a stickler for putting things back where I got them. Like I and I don't go. The
1: retail employees appreciate yes, you and so I'll go
0: and I will put the box of Cocoa Krispies right back where I found them, and I'll make sure it's like lined up with the front Straight. one, so it's all like nice. Like I don't I don't like to.
1: They appreciate that. I don't too. I don't like to be that
0: kind of person. <laughs> I will go find exactly where I picked it up from, and I will put it back.
1: Cause I am that way too okay, but, but for you, me and I you worked some retail right as a kid I
0: mean a little but not, not a little bit not enough where like like you I know you worked at Target so I could imagine not that long ago yeah not yeah. that long ago if someone put something back in the wrong spot you probably been like son <sighs> bitch who did this I was
1: I was so mad that is the only thing that I tell people about retail like not about retail like oh you're going to go work retail here's some tips it's like if you are shopping somewhere and you pick something up and you don't want it it's better for the retail workers if you give it to the checkout person and oh, say yeah. i didn't actually want this yeah. than to just leave it somewhere cuz if you just leave it somewhere oh my fucking god i feel like i've seen <laughs> there's things- piles of uh, yeah. shit that like you have to the, put in back like
0: in the like refrigerated areas or the frozen areas and then you go like near the cereals and you see someone threw some cold cuts there i'm like this is going to oh, go bad my god what are you Not thinking
1: even close to where it's supposed to go yes exactly yeah. exactly i hate it yeah you have to throw it away if you find it because you don't know how long it's been there we are
0: very ethical we are very uh, <laughs> we have good morals good moral fiber
1: we've pooped and, yeah morals. no blockages no, here No, blockages. no y'all missed blockages. that on
0: dolls after dark we talked about being psychically <laughs> constipated about psychic
1: Blockages. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> All right, well, I think we've said enough, so that's a wrap. Thank you for listening, darling dolls. Uh, If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe.
1: And if you really liked it, come join our Patreon. We have so many extras for you, like what we just mentioned, our Dolls After Dark. It's our dirty talk show. (laughs) Get into all kinds of crazy topics.
0: I, I will tell you, the last topic that we just discussed was how Paige likes to ride royals.
1: I do I do I? Uh, we talked about how I would get arrested at Disney World if I ever saw a royal and tried to ride him. And if you want to know the context, go ahead and <laughs> join our Patreon.
0: <laughs> you need all the context, guys. And if you want to keep abreast of our goings on, follow us on oh Instagram gosh. at Near Death Dolls Podcast and on Tumblr at Near Death Dolls. We also have uh, a TikTok where I promise we will put some new stuff on. Uh, probably clips of this. Gosh, hell yeah! Uh, so yeah, go check out our TikTok. I think it's just near Death Dolls. Maybe there's a podcast in there. Podcast. I don't remember. I've been drinking. I drank that whole Smirnoff, baby.
1: Good for you! Nice blue drink. Oof. We'll see if your poop is green tomorrow.
0: Paige, don't don't you worry about what I'm doing in the bathroom.
1: You gotta text me. I texted you about my green poop.
0: <laughs> Paige sure did. <laughs> I did. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, right. And as always, darling dolls. Do the right thing. And
0: don't be a dick. (laughs) Bye! Bye. (laughs) A special thanks to Sam Hears for
1: our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes.